Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events behind the scenes footage and so much more plus you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon it's in you please be in it visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now that's podcast with an s thanks from kqed Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in. This is Right Now-ish, and I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. I'm just going to throw it out there. I used to be one of those dudes. You know, quick shower, get her done, whatever. I got better things to worry about. But I've changed, y'all. I've grown to realize the power of water. Yeah, like, instead of being stressed out and having a drink or smoke or something, I'll go and take a shower and a bath and just relax. Okay, maybe I'll still drink and or smoke, but it's bathing time. That's what matters. I've gained some understanding of how water heals, but there's someone better versed than I in the healing power of H2O. She's a person who's helping folks experience water's therapeutic properties through photography. And her name is Irene Shimoda. She specializes in taking underwater portraits of people who are looking to heal from traumatic experiences. She photographs cancer survivors, folks who've endured PTSD and other forms of trauma. Underwater, she watches them transform. She can see a person become submerged and then relieved of their emotional pain. Her images are majestic. Her subjects are well lit, draped in these flowy scarves and colorful bikinis, sometimes partially nude, and then there's ones with people wearing shimmery fins and somewhere shibari-style ropes. And no matter if they wear ropes or fins, everyone photographed looks mermaid-esque. My question is, what can Arena, her style of photography, and the healing powers of water teach us about the process of refreshing and starting anew? We'll get to that in a few. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there. I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. When I was little, uh, I wanted to be a mermaid. I wanted to wear this tail that was blue, green, and then pearls, big ones. I just wanted to live underwater, to just swim like how fish are swimming. I thought mermaid was giving me a dream to 
to become who I really want to be. So I'm glad I do underwater portrait photography now. So I feel like that is my home and my office. You've actualized portions of your childhood dream into your profession now. My project will be underwater transformation because I do work with cancer and trauma survivors who want to transform underwater. When you go underwater, all the regrets, uh, the sadness, uh, negativities, they can let go. And then when they come out, from the water, they can talk about it. They talk to me or they can talk to their family, how they felt, and finally break the wall. You know, like taking the mask off. And when that mask comes off, it reveals people striking fierce poses. Some of them are smiling and others are flexing their muscles. The majority of her images are people floating, like something out of a Michelangelo painting. Why water? What is it about water that allows it to be transformative? I'm from Japan originally, and I'm used to be in the hot tub, the bathtub. You go into the bath and the end of the day. You can sink up until like the shoulder level. And every day or every night after, uh, after school, and you can release all the stress and let go of all the negativities what hap that happened that day. As you were talking about it, my shoulders sank back a little bit. <laughs> my posture changed. Like, ah, I... <laughs> yeah. That water effect is really positive and that, can, that happens to underwater portrait photography sessions, just letting go of everything, all the nervousness or excitement, just like you can be yourself when you're in there. The process of actually photographing people underwater, how do people hold their breath for long enough for you to take a photo? How, how does that happen? It's really uh, interesting because it's opposite breathing practice to, before you go down. Because usually when you go in the water, we inhale the air, right? But when you do that, the picture is going to look like blowfish. So, the, you know, the cheeks are all um, blowed up. So we have to do the opposite way. You have to in exhale before you go down. Like, it's like a balloon, right? Like uh, if your lungs are like balloons and if you have air too much, you float. So if you exhale, your lungs are smaller and then you go down faster. Can I know that you have to be in tune with the person or subject of your photos? Yeah, emotionally, yeah, like emotionally and psychologically, you have to understand, like I have to understand them. And uh, it's hard underwater because we can't talk. That was exactly the point I was going to make. So how do you coach somebody through poses and like look serene and be relaxed without communication? I'm originally from a different country and then I struggled with the language barrier. I could not speak English at all when I came here. So what I did was every time when people were talking to me, I had to guess from their facial expressions and body languages. So underwater is the same thing. I can understand from their body language and facial expressions of where they are at, what they can do and what they cannot do. 
read that you've also have, have suffered some trauma, a bad car accident, and um, working with folks who've also endured trauma. I'm just wondering how your experiences might inform the art that you do. I was in the car accident and I was thrown out the car and I was sent to ICU by helicopter, fractured my entire body, and, and I had a major brain injury. I survived, but my father was driving and he, they couldn't save him. He was driving and wearing seatbelt and I did not wear my seatbelt and I survived. I didn't feel that was fair, and then I was blaming on myself for a while. But at the same time, I was ignoring it. And I didn't realize that was causing the deep down depression um, because I didn't have time to grieve my father's death. For a few years, I was on medications and it was not doing, I was not doing better at all. I was searching, researching what to do. I tried everything, nothing worked except swimming and scuba diving. I think water saved my life. I became more honest with myself. I understood why I was depressed because of my father's uh, death. After I admitted that, you know, I need to grieve his death, I think I could just finally be myself and also, I wanted to help others. After Arena found scuba diving, she says she discovered her love for photography. And then she decided to combine her passions after a transformative volunteering experience. For, so I started to also volunteering for American Cancer Society's Look Good, Feel Better program. That is the, the program for cancer patients to learn how to put makeup on and put wigs on because they're doing their chemotherapy, they lose their hair, they lose their confidence. But when they leave the class, their vibe and their uh, aura was so different. Like they were more positive. They want to live, they want to survive. When I saw that, I thought, um, maybe I can do underwater portrait session with cancer survivors to give them more freedom. Inspired by the volunteer work, and it's awesome for you to be entrepreneurial and think like, you know what, like, let's add something to this. Let me put my twist on this, this work of um, uplifting folks. Yeah, I I was really nervous about it because a lot of survivors didn't know who I was, and I was not the I'm not a well known photographer, so they were afraid of being exploited. And I was not trying to do that. Getting the trust was really hard in the beginning. How'd you do it? How did you gain that trust? So I started from my friend. Uh, my first survivor was my friend. Um, so from there, one and then three and then five, just really little by little. It took a while, but I'm glad I, uh, I stayed with it. This whole time we've been talking, I've been thinking about how water is like, that's where, that's where we come from. Like we are in water for essentially for the first nine months of our existence. And, and so that nourishment, that nurturing kind of body. Right, so we were born from water. And then the world, Earth, is 71%. 
So we are all connected with water and I think we should take advantage of it, how to connect with water. Well said, well said. You've been doing this project for some time now and photography in itself underwater for some time. Um, I know for for like five years I did this project where I was interviewing older black men. It was called OG Told Me. After a while I just got burnt out of doing this project. And so I'm wondering for you, when does does this go on forever or do you see this train ever stopping? I think because I learn and grow every time when I meet the survivors or my clients. So I want to do this until I die. Yeah, I think it's a forever work as long as I can find the water. Immense gratitude to Arena Shimoda. Thank you for your work and for sharing your story with us. If you all are interested in seeing her photography, I suggest you check out her Instagram at Underwater Arena Shimoda. That's underwater, all one word, underscore, E-R-E-N-A-S-H-I-M-O-D-A. Marisol Medina Cadena is the producer of this show. Jessica Plachik is the editor. Our engineer is Seal Muller. Our engagement team is made up of Kiana Mogadam, Ashley Ng, and Justin Ebrahimi. KQED execs are David Marcus and Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw, reminding y'all to take a bath. <laughs> Peace. Right now is a KQED production. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.